Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, we do get into quite an interesting topic uh, that sort of traverses the lines of financial services, pension funds, um, and, uh, you know, some legal action uh, that we're seeing out there because there is um, an ongoing case at the moment that is against the FSCA around the unlawful cancellation um, of pension funds there are a couple of organizations um, uh, like uh, open secrets as well as uh, the unpaid benefits campaign which uh, brought an application um, in the Houteng high court against the financial sector uh, conduct authority back uh, at the end of last year and uh, all of that um, has to do with the plight of pensioners um, as the application is asking the court uh, to remedy the unlawful cancellation um, of pension funds so to help us to unpack um, what's going on for today. We are joined by Tabitha Payne, who is an attorney and uh, acting head of legal uh, over at Open Secrets. And then we're also joined by Thomas Molokota, who is representing the unpaid benefits campaign. Now, we did reach out uh, to the FSCA to join us in today's important discussion, uh, but unfortunately, we weren't able to get them onto the platform, but hopefully we'll be able to do so in future. I think I'm going to start with uh, you, Tabitha, uh, maybe getting a sense, um, you know, firstly, of Open Secrets as an organization and uh, your interest when it comes to this uh, particular case around the pension funds. Thank you for having me on, on the, the podcast. Open Secrets is a civil society organization that uh, tries to address uh, corporate crime with human rights violations. Uh, we were alerted to the, the issue of the cancellations project, which was a project that the FSB, who was the predecessor to the FSCA, around uh, the cancellation of pension funds. I think uh, from the get-go, it's important to, to note that the motivation behind the cancellations project wasn't entirely, uh, you know, uh, unmeritous. They essentially wanted to, at least this is a stated uh, intention behind the project, they wanted to uh, cancel or deregister funds that are known as orphan funds. These are funds that don't have assets or, or beneficiaries. Uh, and that's a, that's a, a totally uh, fine motivation uh, to, to have. The problem is, is that the method that they adopted for the cancellations project was unlawful. They adopted various methods of deregistering these, these funds. And because of their unlawful nature and the rapid pace at which they happened, it so happened that they um, also cancelled, uh, um, I mean, thousands of, of funds were cancelled during this period. It was between uh, roughly 2007 and 2013, and about 6,000 pension funds were cancelled in, in these unlawful manners. And some of those funds had assets and beneficiaries in them. Uh, Open Secrets obviously uh, was was interested because of the uh, yeah this is a, a financial harm that was done to, to people and the implications of this the unlawful cancellations of pensions is obviously on social security so so people's ability to, to save uh, their money for when they aren't able to work is taken away and and so their right to social security is compromised as well as their right to to property which uh, you know we traditionally think of the right to property 
property is an exclusive uh, ownership right, a kind of capitalist understanding of the right property. But it includes things like benefits, uh, pension benefits, which uh, people need to use for survival. Because this is a problem that's been outstanding, and I mean, Thomas is, is probably going to talk about the the historic nature of this, so that the where these funds originated, going back to uh, the apartheid era. So this is a transgenerational issue as well, and has implicated people's right to housing, right to healthcare, uh, right to education. But just as a quick uh, follow-up, uh, Tabitha, uh, just uh, on a point of clarity, um, has Open Secrets been um, on the case from from the beginning, or did you guys sort of get involved along the way? Well, um, so it's it, this is it, it's a long-standing issue, and it's in fact uh, uh, part of it has gone to the Constitutional Court already uh, through a whistleblower within the FSCA called Rosemary Hunter, and uh, she took um, the FSCA to to the Constitutional Court uh, specifically around the issue of uh, cancelled pension pension funds. Unfortunately, she was unsuccessful there for uh, quite technical reasons. Um, and the result of that has also unfortunately been that uh, there hasn't been uh, a thorough uh, investigation of the a forensic investigation of, of the pension funds uh, that have been cancelled to determine which ones actually had assets and which ones didn't. Um, uh, yeah, so, so it's, it's a long-standing issue. Ours is is a is a different uh, take. Um, we we are not looking at uh, opening up uh, new investigations into uh, the cancellations projects, the, the pensions that were cancelled there. Um, uh, but we definitely want to write about it and and uh, open that information up to the public, um, and that's what we did through the bottom line. Uh, but uh, and that investigation started in about uh, 2018. Uh, Thomas will correct me if I'm uh, I'm wrong. Uh, and yeah, I, I essentially started working on it in 2019 when I joined Open Secrets. Okay, cool. I think that uh, brings uh, brings us, uh, you know, to that uh, point of clarity. And at this point, maybe we can bring in um, Thomas just to get a sense, um, you know, your organization, um, you know, when uh, we're talking about uh, the unpaid benefits campaign, uh, maybe a little bit around that and your specific um, interest when it, uh, when it comes to, you know, this particular case. The unpaid benefits campaign is an organization that was founded in 2017 as a not-for-profit not for organization. The UBC is there to represent uh, former members of pension funds and provident funds across the country. The UBC was aware that now there was an unclaimed um, uh, remained money that, that has been held by the by various administrators which had an aggregate excess in the amount of 42 billion which today i i think it's more than 50 billion we pursue justice for all pensions dividends of surpluses that are denied to the rightful to the rightful beneficiary that's number 1 number 2 we support workers across uh, the board with regard to their to, to their to their claim benefits. And number three, we try our best to identify 
and expose regulatory capture, uh, that is secrecy and corruption, that is corrupted. Number four, we want transparency, accountability, and fairness from all the administrators and all the service providers. We try to sustain a popular awareness campaign uh, regionally and nationally. The FSDA is simply in denial in terms of these concerns, and they don't want to accept the fact that now they have allowed all these administrators to cancel these funds, to cancel these funds unlawfully, and that's point number one, unlawfully, which today these funds became often funds, and these funds, they no longer have uh, uh, members of members who belonged to those funds because now ultimately in other words if i cancel the fund i am the regulator i cancel the fund then which means i have also have to have to delete all all all, all the, you know the database of all the number all, all members all the people who belonged to that fund and then what remains in the fund is the asset and liability, which the UBC believes that now this is where a fund become a fund becomes an often fund or a council fund without assets and liability, without checking whether that money it simply it simply stands there, it stays there without having members that belonged or who owned that money, and which means the administrator. They have in, inherited these these funds to make secret profit without ever considering paying paying it back, uh, paying it back to the fund or to to all former members, to all people who belonged to that fund. And subsequent to that, we believe as the UBC that now, uh, ever since um, the FSDA is simply the way we see uh, the FSDA. They are simply together with, they are simply working hand in hand with the administrator. Hence, they cannot enforce their laws in terms of uh, telling the administrator that they need or they must uh, re-register. They have to re-register these council funds because now, these funds really have millions and millions of monies, which ultimately they are making secret profit. And this has been a, a long prevailing, this has been a very long and prevailing issue, which they simply overlook. And by saying this, we, we are simply suspecting that now the FSDA is simply a captured by, by, by these administrators, which they cannot they are regulated uh, unto them. So the people on the ground whom we are representing on the ground, you know, from various companies or from various administrators, they are struggling on daily basis to have access to these. And uh, people are having, uh, some are having, you know, proof of documentation that he was contributing in a certain fund 
in a certain uh, certain fund under a certain administrator. But then that person ultimately it becomes a problem to the former to that former member to have access to his pensionable benefits because now when you look at when we represent him and go into the to to those administrators you know to make some inquiry we encounter uh, you know various problems one of them is that now uh, the names of that particular person no longer appears on their system they would the administrator will simply say we can't find you on our database which means you have to go you know people are so struggling today because now they are being taken from pillar to post and this has been a prevailing issue i'm 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 i'm, I'm spoke i'm speaking from experience i'm one of the beneficiaries who is also struggling to have access of my my late father's pension fund no uh, with everything that you've just said, uh, Thomas, I think you've given us, you know, some fuller background into everything that's going on, um, all of the all of the difficulties that are being faced, you know, firstly, in the way that uh, some of these pension funds were cancelled, but also at the same time, all the struggles that um, beneficiaries are facing, beneficiaries such as yourself, and, um, you know, um, trying to access uh, your, your, you said, your late father's uh, uh, pension and all of that. And I'm just wondering, um, Tabitha, if you could um come in here to maybe give us a sense bigger picture wise um what it is that uh, you guys are hoping to achieve is it a matter of um getting all the funds to people is it uh, uh, perhaps a policy change you know on the side of it, the fsca and how they um you know have implemented all of this like what is it exactly that um you guys are trying to you know go after bigger picture wise so a beneficiary is, is essentially someone who would benefit under a pension fund. So, so it's important because, uh, like Thomas said, uh, uh, his father was the, the person who actually paid his, his wages every, every month into a pension fund. And uh, uh, when he passed away, he became the beneficiary of his father's pension fund. Uh, so it's a transgenerational uh, issue in that sense. Um, uh, also, the fund administrators, so that's um, pension funds uh, of various types are administered. So the, the daily kind of work on, on the fund um, uh, in making sure it's, it's safe and secure and it's being invested properly and, and all of that, uh, including uh, record keeping. Uh, so that's the names of beneficiaries uh, and, and how to contact them, et cetera. Uh, it all lies with uh, the fund administrator and the fund administrator extracts fees from the assets of the pension fund for that purpose. Um, and uh, a, a pension fund is a legal entity. And the, the reason that's important is because uh, when the, the funds were cancelled during the cancellations project, they essentially stopped being in existence. So the legal entity couldn't function. That means when it's cancelled, it can't pay beneficiaries. And, and tying this back to kind of the, the overall problem that we, we're facing, and it's a massive problem of, of unpaid benefits, is that uh, with the cancellations project, because you, we don't know, uh, you know, we're not getting any information from the FSCA or fund administrators 
on uh, which funds were were cancelled uh, unlawfully and uh, that still had assets and 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 benefit beneficiaries, um, and that means we 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 don't have the information. Uh, uh, people who are trying to access their their benefits don't know if um, their benefits formed part of these cancelled uh, pension funds, um, and and so that's an, a, a kind of important aspect of of the case, and it, it's essentially forms the the basis of what we are asking for the the, the we've as open secrets and uh, the ubc we've been trying to uh, correspond both with the fsca and fund administrators for for years uh, for years before um, launching the case as well and to try and ask them what is happening why uh, are our funds being reinstated how do pension fund administrators know that um, uh, which funds had assets and which funds didn't have assets um, in their unlawful cancellation of the of the funds? And uh, essentially, what the fund administrators said to us was, uh, "We are talking with the the FSCA, so so uh, we don't need to talk to you. We, we're talking to the regulator." Then the FSCA would say to us, "No, no, don't worry. We are uh, talking to the fund administrators. We are we are sorting it out." The, the, the problem there is that we don't actually know that the FSCA is sorting it out. It's It's been a, an incredibly long time since the, the cancellations project. Over a decade has passed and a mere 48 funds have been reinstated out of thousands of funds or potentially thousands of funds. And uh, in addition to that, the only uh, Liberty Life has been uh, the only fund administrator to uh, reinstate pension funds and apply to court to reinstate the pension funds. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be anything that the FSCA is doing about it. It might be doing something about it, but you don't really know because they're not telling the public. Um, and that that leads me also to a conversation about the FSCA and the nature of the FSCA. The FSCA is a public uh, body. It's meant to be acting in the public interest. It's meant to be independent and it's meant to act without fear or favor. At, at this point in time, uh, essentially what is happening is the fund administrators and the FSCA have been having closed door conversations um, and that's not transparent. It's It indicates a lack of independence. It, it indicates favor and, and, and the like. Uh, so, so our case is essentially about that. We, we ultimately want a stronger regulator. We, we want to strengthen the state institution that governs the financial sector. And let's, let's not forget that the financial sector is heavily implicated in, in things like state capture. We need a, a strong, independent and fearless, and in fact, fierce um, uh, regulator of the financial sector. And that is essentially what our litigation uh, aims to do. We want uh, the reinstatement of these pension funds to be to happen at a much more rapid pace than uh, it's been allowed to to happen. We we want uh, the fund administrators to be brought to the table and and not uh, allowed to act voluntarily and and with a, an opaque uh, you know uh, covering. We want uh, the FSA to act transparently and and openly and communicate with the public. Uh, it's it's not this isn't a nice to have it's not a luxury in order to ensure that uh, state institutions uh, do act in a transparent manner and in a constitutional manner this is something that they are required to do it's it's a constitutional mandate it's it's also within their founding legislation it is it is uh, what they're supposed to do 
it certainly is what they're supposed to do and we hope that um, all of this uh, does get us uh, to that point as we're rounding up the discussion um, uh, with the both of you um, Thomas I want to get a sense because um, I, I was listening earlier on when you were mentioning um, some of the pillars um, you know of your organization and against the backdrop of this case uh, what type of change are you guys hoping uh, to actually see um, in the sector going forward do you see this case as impacting just uh, this particular case or sort of having um, wider a wider reach uh, to the rest of the, the pension sector, pension industry, uh, like what uh, Tabitha is, uh, is sort of articulating to us? I believe, I think um, um, Tabitha has said a mouthful and, and, and maybe just to add a little bit, you know, as long as we are still together with open and moving on the same direction in terms of litigating the FSPA to come forward and be transparent. And uh, we, on our side, as the UBC, we will keep on uh, motivating people on the ground. As long as the UBA, the FSPA, the FSPA needs to be transparent, be open. And as Tabita said earlier, that now uh, they need uh, the FSCA's role is for the, for them to be independent to be a they should be a neutral body that should not take any side they have to represent the people on the ground the people who are suffering the people who are who have who don't have they have to represent the people on the ground the beneficiaries former members of the fund of various uh, funds they need to represent them against the the administrators who are dismally refusing, you know, to give them access, who are simply deleting their de- deleting them on their database. At the end of the day, they would say, "We can't find your name on our database." That is a very terrible and very painful. So the UBC will always stand by the open secret moving together in, in, in order to litigate this case to come forward for the FSCA and the administrator to take accountability and to be responsible and be transparent to everyone on the ground, to each and every person who has no access to each to, to, to his or her pensionable benefit. But then whilst at the same time, we believe that we will keep on motivating people, give them our gospel, what the UBC stands for in terms of, you know, moving forward. And moving forward, we want the FSCA to be transparent, to be honest, and and stand by the people on the ground because now, at the end of the day, people are really suffering on the ground. Today, we are having kids who are rumoring the street who did not have any access, you know, beneficiary. They are now, you know, there's so, so much, too much on the, on the drugs. And because of the frustration, because, of, because now the FSA is not there. And money is available, money is there, but then the FSA. This is why I said earlier on, the FSA is transparent. But then moving forward, moving forward, and in closing of, of, of this case, I believe uh, to get 
together with with with, with open secrets, we will we will, we want changes. We don't want the FSDA to make any amendment amendment on this as they are trying as they are currently trying to do in terms of you know changing changing the pension fund act twenty fourth nineteen fifty six. They are simply uh, amending some of some of the clauses in order to accommodate the administrator. What we are saying, we want honesty and transparency for people on the ground. People should have access to their benefits and and, and, and there has to be there has to be you know they, they, they have to give records. They have to give records for each and every person who is who does not have access to his or her benefits. So the move towards a transformation over at uh, the Financial Sector Conduct Authority, otherwise known as the FSCA, uh, is the mission uh, that Open Secrets and uh, the Unpaid Benefits Campaign are on, trying by all means um, to do what they can to rectify um, uh, this issue around uh, the unlawful cancellation of pension funds. So that was us. We were talking. Uh, we were talking to uh, Tabitha Payne, who is uh, an attorney and acting head of legal over at Open Secrets, as well as uh, Thomas uh, Molokotza, who is uh, from the Unpaid Benefits Campaign, uh, giving us insight into uh, you know this ongoing case um, where they are fighting for greater transparency and uh, responsiveness in light of pensioners uh, because um, of unlawful cancellation of pension funds. It's a huge problem. Uh, we're talking billions of rands uh, that have been lost. As we said at the beginning, of uh, the episode today we did try to get um, the FSCA to come on just so that we could hear their side uh, but unfortunately we weren't able to get them there so that's been it for today uh, Tabitha and uh, Thomas thank you so much for being with us thank you for, for having us on your show thank you for having me too thank you this, this is Mudiwa's Take Quite an interesting case, this one, just around the unlawful cancellation of uh, pension funds and um, some strong allegations being laid um, against the, the the FSCA. And one just uh, waits to see where this is going to go. I think the only thing at this point is to, is to certainly hope that it takes, um, I guess, less, less time now um, to conclude or to reach uh, some type of either an agreement a conclusion of some sort um, because uh, the fact that it's been going on for this many years um, it, it sort of speaks to that thing where we we kind of hear of you know corporate interests uh, trying to bury certain things in court and litigation for years just so that they don't deal with it and one hopes this is not um, such a situation and that a resolution can be um, can be reached um, soon because it's real people's lives it's uh, real people that are being um that are being affected by all this so just trying to by oh, just trying by all means to make sure uh, that it's concluded as soon as possible should probably be uh, the biggest goal at this point
And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.